Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Kayvon McKinnon, a.k.a. Killer TV, back with another episode of Best Conversations Podcast, episode 62. This is a very special episode. Now, I haven't even I haven't even posted about this episode on social media or anything yet. This is exclusive for my loyal listeners that listen on, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the audio listeners, y'all getting this first. I haven't even posted this on social media yet. So, y'all the ones that I'm most loyal to. The people that actually listen to this podcast on the audio form, thank y'all. And could y'all really do me a huge favor? Whoever's really listening to this right now, do me a huge favor. Um, go over to the Apple Podcast Store and rate and review. Give me an honest review about Best Conversations Podcast. Things I need to clean up things that I need to do better, people you would like to see on the guests, maybe even new segments, let me know. So please go over to Apple Podcasts, rate and review the podcast. We're only trying to take it out. And I, I just want to tell everybody, Happy New Year. Um, hope everybody bringing their new year nice, peacefully. And however you, you know, however you plan, however you bringing your new year in, we made it to 2021. So that's a blessing to itself. Um, so today's guest is, um, a BT reality star of College Hill, Willie Mack. If you a super fan of College Hill, like I used to be, this is a great conversation that me, me and Willie Mack had. Um, me and Willie, uh, initially, um, had our first initial conversation on his, uh, Instagram live. Uh, BT was running a marathon of all the seasons of College Hill he was just being really cool and generous with his time, just um, Instagram live and a bunch of people talking about the show and everything else. So that's how we first caught a vibe and first started talking. And then that led to him eventually being on the podcast. We get into everything from, from of course, the College Hill days, his acting days, his standing up days, his life growing up in St. Louis, having a kid, man, it's just a really dope conversation, we probably could have went longer, I had to go pick up my son, so we probably could have went for about two hours, but it's a really good, really, really, really dope conversation, Willie is really cool down to earth, funny as hell, um, which you will see from this conversation, and like I said, if you're a fan of College Hill, and you remember his personality on the show, it's definitely still the same, still cool as hell, uh, again, this is an exclusive for my audio, for the for the fan, for my people that only listen to the audio version, um, this is an exclusive. Like I said, I haven't posted this on social media yet, so this is a special thank you for all my fans that you know listen to the audio version every week of Best Conversation Podcast. We thank you. I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening, taking your time out of your day for listening. When you know the, my fans that have that subscribe button on when you know when my podcast pop up on their phone and it pop up when you see it when it pop up y'all the people that I thank you thank you so much but if even to the people that subscribed over to the YouTube channel I thank y'all as well but to the people that saw on the go working working out whatever it is you do that you listen to podcasts I thank y'all all right man best conversations podcast episode 62 let's get right into this thing Willie Mac episode
Here we go. All right, Best Conversations Podcast. Happy New Year to everybody. 2021, we here, we back. I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, we back. Uh, we bringing off the New Year with a, a great episode, another great conversation. Um, my Today's guest, you probably first seen him on season four of College Hill when the kids from the from from the United States meets the Virgin Islands kids. Uh, since then, um, Willie has gone on to do roles with CSI, uh, movies. Now you can catch him in your local club doing stand-up. Uh, first time to the program, welcome to Best Conversations Podcast, Willie Mack. How you doing, my brother? What's up with you, boss? You I'm, know, sitting I'm, here... It's another. It's another day. We st- we made it, man. It's crazy because you you hear and see stories of all all the time of someone like, hey, just lost someone or they struggling now. It's like, but but, but we here, so. Yeah, we here, man. Um, first off, happy happy new year. We like you said, we we made the twenty twenty one. Um, how 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 was your twenty twenty? as a stand-up comedian and also an actor as well. You know, you work, you work for hire pretty much. Yeah, I work for hire. It's interesting because it's been an up and down up year. So starting the year off, it was cool because I did three Super Bowl commercials uh, in 2020. Congrats. And, hey, appreciate it. And then it's like I booked a couple other things and like the year was starting off strong, man. Like March, everything shut down. Like, and we all thought this was this was only gonna be maybe like a two three month thing. They gonna nip this in the bud, and things was open, but it was like just wear a mask. Then it cut completely off. Which is crazy because this year was supposed to like I started going on the road last year, and this year I had stuff booked. I was gonna be all over, and now all of that got shut down, which forced me to stay in the house. And I actually started writing. And so I started like doing some script writing because I wasn't going to just sit around and just do nothing. I would lose my mind. I would lose, like I still lost my mind, don't get me wrong, but I didn't lose it as bad as it, it, it could have been. But I, I, I stayed busy. I got, I got a couple shows that's at a couple different production companies. I'll find out next week if I get my HGTV show because the money that I made in stand-up and commercials I took back home to St. Louis and started buying properties. And HGTV caught wind of it. Was like, hey, we ain't got no niggas on this show, on this, uh, on this network. How about you and your brother come on here and uh, do y'all thing? So th- they had the meeting on the fourth, on the on the eleventh, and they'll let us know, yay and nay. So that's kind of what I've been up to. Hey man, I, um, we'll be pray- we'll be praying for you that you know. You definitely uh, land those gigs, man. Uh, like I said at the top, man. Most people, uh, some people remember most. Most remember you from College Hill. Um, they uh, was that well, well, cause me and you. I, I jumped on your live. You was you was very gracious, gracious enough to let fans come on your live during the uh, College Hill. They was running a marathon. How long ago was that? Man, that was uh, that was definitely in the summer. Um, it was the summer of this year. Uh, last, uh, yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. I okay. think so. 
I actually don't. I, I really don't remember. To tell you the truth, I don't remember either. But I remember jumping on live. With, I remember jumping on live with you and chatting and, and watching the whole mar- marathon uh, go through. But before we get to the college, to the College Hill stuff, man, and, and everything else you got on going on um, with your your career, let's take us back to the beginning, man. Uh, you mentioned earlier you're from St. Louis. You was born in Arkansas, but yeah. you was raised in St. Louis, man. Take us back to the Lou, man. What was life like growing up in the Lou? And also, you were uh, a preacher's a preacher's kid as well, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's that's always interesting being a preacher's kid because I was really sheltered. Like, I part of the reason I left St. Louis was so that I could just venture out and kind of be on my own. And uh, but my, I mean, I came from a dope dope family. My dad. You know, I, I was joking with him earlier, uh, maybe a couple of days ago, because he, he raised, my dad had money, like we had money, but we didn't know that because we was raised poor. My dad, like, we, my dad was a ditch digger. My dad was a ditch digger in Arkansas. Then he ended up, uh, some, some back in like 81, someone was like, hey, we want to start teaching people how to program computers. If anybody's interested in learning, this is when computers first came out. Everybody's like, computers ain't going to be no damn thing or whatever. Right. And he's like, anything's better than digging ditches. <laughs> so my dad became a computer programmer back in the early 80s. And then in like 90s and 2000s, he like made a killing. And so like, for example, for, my, for Christmas, me and my brothers each got $100. It was five of us. Like if we wanted a game system, we, four of us would have to like put our money together. The last one, we either get the controller or a game. Then we had to wait to birthdays to get the other stuff. Like it took us a whole year to play like one game, like of, of saving and all of that. And one day I see, I, I think it was maybe like 16, 17. And let me build it up a little bit more. Like I grew up with powdered milk. Like I grew up with the government cheese and all this other stuff. Like I, I knew, I know what that tastes like. I've had it all. And I, at 17 years old, I see a check from my dad. My dad had a file cabinet. I don't know like if, it, if you're like this, but most, I know kids like trying to go find treasures in their parents' stuff. They like, especially, see especially when they're gone for like the day, you just get, <laughs> <laughs> you just get the rambling. You just went to just looking at everything, yo. So I see these checks for like 20 G's every other week. I'm like, shut up. My dad's bringing in about $30,000 a month as a computer programmer. And we, us, we over here sharing controllers. Like, I'm like, dad, when, when I got older, because I, I didn't, call, I didn't try to call him out at no 16, 17. That's, that's a quick fist to the face. So I was like, like I said, a few days, I'm like, why'd you, why'd you have us living like this? And we, we could have had more. And he's like, that's my money. Y'all ain't earned that. And I was like, oh, that's a cold nigga right there, yo. So I, 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 a lot of my friends, cause our church was in, uh, was like in the hood of St. Louis. So a lot of my friends that I was able to hang out with was from the hood of St. Louis. And, uh, I, I met a girl and, uh, cause I knocked up a lesbian in high school. First time I had sex. And Your story like mine, man. I did not. Oh, you did too. I, I didn't knock up a lesbian, but when when I was in high school, I uh, I had sex with uh, a lesbian as well. <laughs> lesbian. And another thing, back back to what you were just saying, I had the same experience about with my parents. I was rambling one day, 
Uh-huh. And um, so um, and we about we about the same age. Uh, you born eighty four, born eighty five. So um, the the uh my my the mail my my mama let me go get the mail. I get the mail, and so around this time it's like junior senior year. So you get the mail because you about to go to college or whatever. And so I see the mail with my name on it, and it was a check, and I was like, whoa. I opened it up. It was like it was like probably like a hundred, like probably like hundred eighty dollars, maybe two hundred bucks. And I was like, and it was a it was a uh, social security check or something. I was like, Mom, I'm thinking like, how long, Mama, you been getting checks for me and not telling me? And so I had that I had that type of same moment. Like, so I went. I started cashing the checks because the checks was made out to me. Yeah. I had, I had to start cashing in on the checks. <laughs> I had to, man. I had to, man. That's that's funny, man. But you but you say you knocked up a lesbian in high school. I did. I knocked up a lesbian in high school, which really blew my parent everybody's mind because she wasn't like the cheerleader lesbian either. Like me and my baby mama both looked handsome at prom. Like that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> wow. My bad. I knocked up a stunt, yo. You did the most scariest shit, man. Like getting, you know, you already a preacher's kid, and then you bring a baby home. Oh my! I was God. running away from home. I wrote a letter. I wrote. I remember writing a letter to my parents because I knew I'm like they gonna wow out. I don't really want to deal with this. So I was like, yeah, I was like 17. I wrote a letter to my mom or whatever. I was like, look, Eric, Erica, pregnant. Um, I'm a, I'm be a man. I'm a, I'm a leave. And I, and I, and I was dipping out at like two, two, three a.m. And my mom don't ever wake up. My mom, one of those mamas that sleep, like she get her eight hours. She, my mama ain't ever missed an eight hour day in her life. No matter what's happening, thunder, lightning, earthquakes, tornadoes, she sleep. <laughs> and she woke up as I was leaving out the house at two, three a.m. And she was like, God woke me up and told me to go check on check on Willie. And I was like, God be snitching, man. Boy. <laughs> and, and, and so she, we talked about it. She's like, no, nah, stay here. We gonna take care of this kid together. Like they were super cool about it and all the other stuff. But when my, when my dad found out and he was like, who'd you knock up? I was like, Erica. He said, how? I'm like, <laughs> like nigga, she's still a woman. Right. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> he said, "How?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Man," I'm like, "This is this is what happens when you keep your son in the house for so long." Like, here's how here's how butch my baby mama was. Like, people used to call me gay for sleeping with her. Like, nigga, like no one respected the fact that she was still a chick. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so crazy, but uh, yeah. yeah so. I, was, I was one of one of the lives you was on when when I when uh, when I was running that college here marathon. You meant that you was a your your son was like your son was like eighteen, and I was like, yeah. I just you just didn't come off of the type that would have a kid at like such a young age. I was like, yeah. wow, you would have. I would have never caught that vibe from the show. The, the way you were just living life, just you know, to the fullest, to the fullest that you that you had a kid. Was you the only cast member that had a kid? Was I the only cast member? Let's see. 
No, uh, uh. yeah, I was the only cast member that had a kid. Everybody else had kids after the show. Wow. And, like Vanessa got, I think Vanessa got three or four kids. Adisha got one or two. Uh, Crystal just had her first one. Fallon has one. Yeah. So I had, I got mine out the way, man. I, I like now me and my son kick it. Like we, me and the, me and the son homies. Like that, he don't. Res my son ain't ever respected me as a father. Like really? that's just, nah, cause I was such a young dad. So when you are such a young, let me close. I'm about to go close my my balcony door. So like when you are such a young dad, he just he just kind of like treats you differently. Like he like him calling me dad is as if my name was dad. Like I introduced them. Like I introduced myself. I'm like, hey, what's up, youngin? My name dad. Like that's how he. That's what he calls me versus the authoritative figure that's like behind father. Like that. So it's like like for example, he snuck home from school with this girl uh, last year. And came to my spot. Mm -hmm. And the girl, once they open up the door, the girl freaks out. She's like, oh my God, your father's here. He's like, who? He's like, no, nah, that's dad. He cool. Like, that's what my son tells the chick. Like, that's like the level of respect that uh, he like, he, like, dad, cool, man. We just gonna go in the room. I'm like, I right, you ain't just supposed to be in school, Malcolm. He's like, yo, you gonna snitch? I was like, no, nah, I'm just I'm just asking, nigga. Damn. So yeah. So as, so, as, so as a young parent, man, um, you, you know, you, you go on to live your life. Um, uh, so how, how's the relationship with your, with your, with your baby mama as you going off to college and, and, <laughs> and, and doing, doing all this type of stuff, making moves? <sighs> Another up and down thing. So when I was leaving St. Louis, she was like, you're not leaving me here with the kids. I'm like, then you can come to LA too. She's like, I'm not going to LA. I'm like, so you want me to just to stay in St. Louis? I'm like, I like one of my parents gonna take help help out. I'm gonna grab, I'm gonna come on, I'm gonna come during the summers. He can stay with me during. The, I'm like, I'm not staying put just because of the kid. I'll always be dead. I always be father. Like I ain't never dipped out. Like I don't understand how people can be like a deadbeat father. Like and just disappear, disappear. Like right. I'm so. My, my baby mama tried men twice, got knocked up both times. And yeah, I know, worst lesbian in the world. <laughs> and the little girl, her dad, not in her life at all. Like, she don't even call him dad or father. She'd be like, oh, the sperm donor left the child support check in the mail. Like, she calls him sperm donor. I adopted her. Like, that's, that's the level of fatherhood that I like. I just, whatever. And so she, when she, when I finally moved out here, I changed my name to Willie Mack. Everybody, my real name is William McMiller. And I changed my name to Willie Mack. And uh, she hired a hitman to find me. She was trying to get she, she got my, she, she put out a life insurance policy on me. And she, she hired someone to kill me. And uh, the only reason I found this out was because uh, one day me and her, we drinking at a bar. Because right now, me and my baby mama, we cool as fuck. Like, that's, that's. I, I, that's the homie. That's weird saying. Like I knocked the homie up, but that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of what I did. So we out drinking, and she's like, "It's such a surprise that you made it this long." I was like, "What are you talking about?" She was like, "Man, I'm gonna be honest with you. When you first left, I was really upset with you, and I hired a hitman. I was trying to find that was trying to find you, and like you know whatever." I was like, "Shut up!" Like. 
what happened. Like, apparently the nigga didn't find you. I'm like, so you mean there's a nigga out there right now looking for Willie McMillan ten years later? Like, he still is he still on? Is it still under contract? The true story. She was. She told me she she hired someone. She hired someone, but she was like that. Like I remember one time she told me to go pick my son up uh, at her brother's house, which I never did. And I was like, and this is on the, during the time I was leaving to uh, LA. When I, I told her, I'm like, I'm gone. I'm gone. Gone. And um. She like pick Malcolm up from Mark's house. I was like, why? Malcolm never is at Mark's house. I just pick him up from the babysitter. She's like, no, pick him up from there. I'm like, all right. So I go to Mark's house. And apparently she told Mark that I beat her up. Oh my God. And he just, he fresh out the army. He was, he, he was, he, he, yeah, he was like, you you hit my sister. I was like, do you think I hit your sister? And she's like, and he's like, nah, she will whoop your ass. I was like, exactly. She came over there. <laughs> One of the few times I would ever admit that my baby mama could whoop my ass, but I, I did because because uh, what she did apparently, she put an orange in a sock and hit herself to make it look like, man, yo, me and my baby mama at the beginning, it was rocky. Then maybe around like, she ends up moving out here. Her and her girlfriend end up moving out here when my son was maybe like six. Oh, she, she, she a stud for real. Oh, what? <laughs> yes. How did this happen? You know, as a comedian, there's no, there's, there's my top three comedians of all time, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac's the person that inspired me to change my name to really because uh, his real name was Bernard McCullen. And mm -hmm. he's like, that don't even sound sexy on stage. I'm like, neither does Will William McMillan. So that's Bernie Mac, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, GOAT. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do my top five. Richard Pryor, he's who I study Richard. I study Richard, like he's on my Pandora playlist and I just try to figure out his timings and all this other stuff. Um... Uh, D.L. Hughley. I like D.L. D.L. Like mm -hmm. My number one favorite comedian of all time, though, is God. That dude be doing some stuff where you be like, you can't write this yourself. You can't write this yourself. Man, it's, it's, it's such a uh, great to, that, you know, I think we take life, you got to take life somewhat serious, so you won't mm -hmm. make it, but you know, that you don't take life as serious as, you know, to be, you know, to go through, you know, we've all gone through a lot, uh, of course, especially in 2020, but to still, you know, you comedians are wired different, man, to still, like, make <laughs> jokes and, and you know, still put a smile on your face, man, it's, it's really, it's really dope, man. For me personally, Chris Rock mm -hmm. always, will always be my number one comedian, like, he, the the niggas versus black people joke is just one of the most greatest jokes or whatever they call it of all. Ain't that something? Mm -hmm. The way the, the way their minds work is right. Ridiculous. Like I I I've sit down as just even just as a comic. Hold on, my I have a turtle in here and he's trying to get in. <laughs> no, I really do. I got a tortoise that be walking around. And uh, he'd be like knocking on doors and stuff, so I just had to oh, let him out. Anyways, 
So that's 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 the weird thing to say mid podcast. Like, let me let my turtle out real quick. <laughs> it sounds good. It's you on brand. You you want you on brand right now. It's, <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good, man. So take me take me to uh, a scare uh, for most people a scary place of moving to L.A. Mm. Like, how scary is that? Trying to get gigs, trying to get commercials, trying to do whatever you can to get in the business, trying to get a little side job to maintain it, living on couches. I've heard the, the horror stories T- taking me to your moving to L.A. experience. Whew, okay. Uh, I moved out here initially not to be in the entertainment industry. I came out here chasing a chick. Okay. You chased the mask. I was chasing some ass. That's part of the reason my baby mama was trying to have me murked out. So I, I come out, I, uh, this girl, she wanted, she wanted to be a model. In, she was a model in St. Louis, did everything. Runway shows, did everything. She was a whole dime St. Louis. She come out, she's like, hey, I'm moving to LA. I'm like, nah, stay here in St. Louis because ain't nothing to really do. With. Like People from like certain cities don't leave those cities. And I was going to be one of them. And she's like, I'm gone. And I was like, nah take me with you so i went to college out here the only reason i was able to go to college was uh because i told i lied to the school and told them that i was a single father and which technically was true i was a father right so they gave me all these grants and stuff so i was able to live out here and then she quickly found out that being a model in st louis and a model in los angeles are two different models like uh she was a dime in St. Louis. She was a, she she was a strong five and a half here. She was a strong strong five, five and a half depending on who did her makeup. So like nothing 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 progressed from that. And and oh this is cold. So College Hill comes about two th- uh, the casting was in 2006. Okay. And I did this other show cuz the way that I was making money was doing background work. Like okay. those that don't know background work are the niggas that be walking back and forth in the background of shows and no lines, whatever. What, what's what, what's paid for that? Like what, what's for a non-union for a non-union person, um, it was fifty-eight dollars for eight hours. What? If you were in the union, it was like a hundred and thirty-eight dollars for eight hours. And they fed you off. You only ate like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches as a non-union extra. And it was, it was, it was the worst work I've ever done. But that's how I met Bernie Mac. I ended up doing a Bernie Mac show. And um, I was supposed to only work one day on the Bernie Mac show, but Bernie Mac was sick. So that one day ended up turning to like six days. Now around day two, uh, Kalita Smith, who played Bernie Mac's wife, sees me, and I used to have this really big afro back in the day. And uh, she's like, "You look so country. Where are you from?" Because I was still, I was one of those dudes <laughs> wore the baggy jeans with like the fake red gaiters and like the the, the big button-up shirt thing, and I was doing something. And she like, "You look country." I said, "I was like, oh, I'm from St. Louis." She's like, "What?" She's like, "My assistant's from St. Louis." So her assistant, she's got called the assistant over. She like, we, you know, the first question when you find out you from the same city, what high school you go to? I was like, oh, I went to Hazelwood Central. She's like, oh, me too, Frank Smith. I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, he's still the principal. We, we chopping it up. Bernie Mac comes out 
And he's like, who's this melted milk dud y'all talking to? <laughs> I will never forget that. Oh, shit. And that was like, like I said, that was like day two or three. And then the rest of those days that I saw Bernie Mac, because he just couldn't film. He was like, they're like, we're waiting on Bernie. And they're like, uh, Bernie's not going to make it today. Or you saw him in his dressing room. Like, I saw him. He was hooked up to an oxygen machine. Like, he was like, he just was doing, he was just in really bad shape. And, uh, but he was always so cool when he saw me or when we saw each other. And I was like, I want to do whatever. Huh? That's something I didn't see in your in your bio when I was doing research. I had no, I knew you got the name, you, you switched your name. Uh, you know, because of Bernie Mac. I had no clue, man, you worked on the Bernie Mac show, man. What, um, that's nothing to sneeze at. Like, uh, like what, was you doing like the background work for that show as oh, well? Yeah. yeah, I was doing background work. It, it was an episode where the kids was going to camp or something like this. And I played one of the camp kids just in the background. There was no reason Kalita Smith should have talked to me or Bernie Mac should have said, I'm just another extra. But they found it, and that's what inspired this entire journey. And I was like, whatever it is this dude does, I want to do that. And that's when I started watching, really getting big into stand-up and understanding comedy and all this other stuff. And then I didn't start stand-up until after College Hill, because on College Hill, I was just goofy. I just All I knew my whole life was just being a goofy dude. I didn't know there was like a whole avenue for this. And so uh, being that person, but the, I guess because I, I was the least drama-filled person on the show, they had me doing all the radio interviews. Mm -hmm. So what's up, y'all? I'm Willie Bank. This is WLZ Chicago, and I did it everywhere. And so while I was doing the interviews, people used to be like, man, you super funny. Tell us a joke. And I was like, what? They're like, you know, aren't you a comedian? I was like, yeah, I'm a comedian. They're like, tell us a joke. I was like, I've never told a joke a day in my life. And so I, I wrote my very first joke. And my very first joke that I've ever written is, um, so I'm new to LA. And since I've been out here, I was shot at three times. Uh, my place was broken into and my car got vandalized, but I got that taken care of and I broke up with that girl. And like that, that's the first joke I've ever written. And then that turned into people like, oh, that's funny, tell us another one. I was like, I only got, I, I got one, that, that was it. So I started getting into stand-up that way. And then people were like, what do you want us to call you? I was like, Willie Mac, Willie Mac. Yeah, Willie Mac, that's my name. I'm like, two C's. <laughs> <laughs> so take us, take us back, man. As, as a young kid, I remember, I remember the very first season at uh, College Hills, like Virginia or something like that. Mm. I always was like, man. Man, be so dope if they came to AMT or went to Salem State. You know what I mean? I wish I could be one of them kids, man, in that thing, man. Take us to behind the scenes of how the audition and how all that works to be on this show. So, for one, they're bringing back College Hill. Uh, I see. Deion, I seen Deion Sanders in his uh, well, her, yeah, his wife uh, talking Tracy about. Edmund? Yeah, because it's really Tracy Edmonds' show. Right. Baby, uh, baby face ex-wife. Baby face ex-wife. At this time, uh, so I was doing background work, and uh, I saw an ad on Craigslist for this dating show called So You Want to Date My Sister. It was a show. It never aired. Craigslist back then. I didn't even know about Craigslist back then. 
Yeah, no, Craigslist was how I found a lot of my little gigs. And it was like $500 cash, be on this this dating competition show. And I was on it. And I was saying goofy dude, I always am. And uh, this guy named Michael McQuan, who was Tracy Edmonds' little brother, he was like, you're a funny dude. Me and my sister produced this show called College Hill. Would you be interested? I'm like, man, yeah, yeah, definitely. He was like, if you can go make my sister laugh, you, you, I'm sure I can get you in on the show. I was like, all right. At this time, Tracy, Tracy Evans was dating Eddie Murphy. They was, they was supposed to be, they was getting married, but Eddie, <laughs> Eddie, a cold dude. Eddie stood her up. Like he left her at the altar, some shit like that. And, uh, and I reminded her of Eddie Murphy. And so I, I forget the joke that I told her. And it was actually on the DVD. There's the audition of, uh, there's an audition, my bad. He just kind of walked by. <laughs> the turtle. The turtle, most random nigga out here. So uh, so uh, I said some jokes, she laughs. And I almost wasn't on College Hill because there was the season before us, uh, it was uh, Virginia maybe, was it Virginia? Cause it was Southern, it was Southern. Then it was uh, Oklahoma or something. I forget. I forget. Then it went Virginia. So they had success with this gay dude, Ray Ray Cunningham. Which which now he's like kind of popping, like because of the uh, love and hip hop. Yeah, love and hip hop. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's the same guy. Yeah. So they wanted to put another gay person in on the season. They had everybody, and it was down to me and this gay person. And then they did some research. Apparently, they was like, look, being openly gay in like the Caribbean was kind of frowned upon a little bit. So they was like, let's just play it safe just so it's not no no security and all this other stuff. They like, let's go with Willie Mack. So that's how it was decided. They really wanted the gay guy, but they settled for me. And it was so interesting because I remember once we got done with the show, before the show started, we was doing promos and we was on 106 in Park. This was when it was Terrence J and uh Roxy. Mm-hmm. Roxy. Mm-hmm. So they're like, let's introduce the cast of College Chill. And they was like, ah. they're like, we got Cheeky. Cheeky was a tall, tall Caribbean dude. Right. And they were like, what's up, Cheeky? They were like, oh, look at Cheeky. Then they said, then the next one, Andres. The girls went crazy for Andres. Light skin. Andres Light skin guy. Yeah, light-skinned guy. He kind of looked like Sean Paul. And Sean Paul was hot right right around that time. So they went crazy for him. Then it's like, JT! And you know? he, JT was supposed to be the playboy for this shit. That, that was probably his role. JT out there doing all the little... All this, this, and they, they, crazy. they went crazy. Then they said, and Willie Mack, I got booed. I got booed on 106 in fucking park. They said, Boo. Look at his fro. Look like a bird nest on his head. They clowned me so hard on 106. So then we go through the whole season and whatever, and I end up becoming one of the fan favorites. So we all go do 106 in Park again. And uh, they was like, same thing. And they kind of booed Andres because they felt like he was a little bit of an antagonist. And then they was like, and Willie Mack, everybody just, it's, it was it was such a crazy experience though. So that's kind of how I end up on the show, and and it, I know that conversation ventured off to some other shit. But yeah, that's but nah, it's, it's all good, man. So 
So was you actually in college at this time? I was actually in college, yes. Was I in college at the Virgin Islands? No. So what they made me do, because I went to college, because that's the only way I was able to live in California, in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So they was like, if you want to be on this show, you're going to have to transfer to the University of the Virgin Islands. Mm -hmm. So they made me train. I was like, all right, cool. I ain't got nothing else here in, in L.A. beside this, this nickel sitting next to me. And, uh, and it was crazy because she, she almost ruined College Hill for me. So I get a call from the executive producer maybe like a week before I'm flying out to the Virgin Islands. He was like, Willie, why don't you want to be on College Hill anymore? I said, what? He's like, yeah, I got your email. Uh, this, this, and that. And I'm like, I'm like, Sean, I don't know what you're talking about, yo. I, I want to be on College Hill. No, no. I read your email. You said, don't contact me anymore. You have bigger priorities. And I'm like, send me the email. He sends me the email and just the verbiage was all my girlfriend at the time. And I brought it up. I'm like, Keita, what the fuck is this? Me and her going back and forth. She's like, I don't know nothing about it. I don't know nothing about it. I'm like, nobody else says X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. You're the only person I know that says that. They don't even sound like me. And it's everything's like perfectly punctuated and just like, that's not even how I talk. And so uh, she eventually kind of came out. She was like, look, you're going to have to choose between me and College Hill. That's what she told me. She's like, choose between me and College You see, you see where I'm at. I was like, I, now that, especially after I seen what bad chicks really look like, man, I'm gone. So, uh, no, nah, she's cool. She is whatever. But, uh, yeah, so I ended up kind of that man that would have been so crazy if he never contacted me and i would just sit around at the airport waiting on my ticket and stuff wow that have been yeah man yeah you're right man god definitely works in mysterious ways <laughs> so when you now 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 I, i'm a nerd for all the behind the scenes detail type little shit because uh I, I just sent so when y'all first get there i'm guessing that's not when y'all really first got there like when the camera's catching it y'all first walking i'm pretty sure there's some shit that's happening before that before like the camera's rolling like you already got the room picked out so no actually um reality tv's changed a lot over the years obviously we were the first that's when we thought reality tv was real back then. that's when i thought reality tv was real back then not this okay. shit Nah, oh, today is the most, it's, it's definitely sketched on. So, but there was, we, we was there maybe a week before uh, we actually started filming. We was in hotel rooms. We didn't, I didn't know who the castmates were. They didn't let us see each other, wow. any of that. And I remember the executive producer, Sean, comes up to me. He was like, look, Willie, this is probably going to be one of the most electrifying seasons of College Hill because of the cat the personalities that we casted. We're going to need you to be the comic relief. We're gonna need you once tensions get really high, we wanna be able to cut to you and you be like the like the level head, the, the level headed person of the group. And I was like, all right. And so uh, the first, that, that day when you see us all seeing each other for the first time, that was our first time seeing each other for the first time and going to get the room whoever got a room first and all this other stuff so that's really how all of that worked out wow that's that, that's 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 crazy that's that's your first time actually meeting so um 
what what was the vibe like from for, like what was the vibe like when you met your when you met your uh your cast members and your your roommates and and all that everybody was kind of kind of i don't want to say skittish i think that's the right word i'm looking for skittish because we everybody just kind of filling each other out everybody's kind of looking at each other like which one's the antagonist which one because we know we know why they casted us. We know what we've seen the seasons of College Hill before. We knew what, what this was about. But I, I didn't care. I was like, man, I'm about to have a time of my life. Like this is we 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 chilling in the Virgin Islands, all expense paid for. I'm like, this is it. And I was I was I had a thing for Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, hey. I'm gonna try to figure out how to pull this Caribbean chick that I can't understand at all. Like I, 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 I want her. So I have my eyes sight on. I have my eyes on her. I'm a flirt. I am. I'm a big flirt. And uh, but I'm, I'm goofier. I'm more goofy of a person than I am a flirt. Like I posted uh, a couple of days ago about watching this sex scene on this show. And I'm like, I don't know how people do sex scenes in movies. Like y'all sitting here straight naked. And I'm like, no one's getting hard. Like I, I would have, I, I would have cracked a joke. So like, you, I, you obviously, your time in Hollywood, you haven't yet done a sex scene. I haven't done a sex scene. I haven't done a kissing scene. I'm, I'm always like the friend or the goofy, this, this, and that. I never was taken as that leading man is out there doing. Like I'm like I'm ghost from power. Like I ain't never had that. No one <laughs> the best job in the world. So, and it's funny because they asked the girls. It's like why why did none of you all give Willie a chance? And uh, they were like, Willie's too goofy. We I don't think we could get serious enough to be intimate with Willie. We not so he's like a little brother to us is what they they said. Right, and 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 I and I felt that on I felt that just as, as a fan just watching, I was like, man, they just ain't fucking with Willie at all. You, did, <laughs> you, you I think you did. I remember you, if memory served me right, did you bring like it was a girl that came from the a girl came from like the outside or something, and y'all was kind of snuggled up or something. Yeah, she was like I, a big girl or something. Uh, she was thick, but people used to call her fat. And and it was and it's and it was weird because she was thick, yeah, but she wasn't fat. And then after the show, big girls loved me. <laughs> they love skinny niggas. They love skinny niggas, and they was they, big girls. Be like we we saw you messing with big girl on TV. Here we are. Like I had all the big girls in the world, yo. And it's funny because off camera. Um, after we stopped filming, they put they made us finish out going to school there, and so uh, they put us up in hotels, and we was finishing out the school year, and uh, me and JT went on like a competition of like, who can uh get get the most females? Because females love JT. Sniping, huh? I was out there sniping. You had a sniping competition. I don't know if it was a sniping competition, but it was like we were we was what was hot on campus and we weren't saying no. It was like, and so um females loved JT because he was JT, he was the Playboy. But females loved me because they like, you're fun as fuck, Willie. You keep us laughing, and then by the 
They in a, in a sense had, it, had a free hotel, huh? And you had the free hotel. I had the free hotel. They had us up in the Marriott. <laughs> the stuff that went on when they weren't filming was all the stuff that they. I bet they wish they would have filmed. You know how you know who you know who I had a crush on though. Just as just as a fan watching, was the uh, was the was the sister from L.A. Not not the real skinny one. Allie? Not the skinny one. Not the light skin skinny one. The uh. Yeah, the oh. light-skinned skinny one was Crystal. You eat Fallon. That's the nah, one. Yeah, yeah, I follow her on Instagram to this day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she like, she like sings. She like sings and stuff now, right? Yeah, she's an artist. I was like, man, I had, we had no idea that yeah, she was. She, she was, she was, and she was kind of like you. She was just kind of quiet, kind of ducked off. I was kind of wondering why she, they cast her. It must have been something because she seemed really, really reserves that's what i caught from off the tv screen like she was pretty pretty reserved she wasn't with the with the bullshit at all yeah well fallon after a while a lot of people a lot of the cast members got over being filmed all the time we had cameras in our rooms we had cameras while we was in class we had cameras following us and so, so they had no privacy we was it was at, it got to a point where we figured out how to ditch the cameras. Like we would say we was going to class, but we would dip out. But they would always find us, and we didn't know until like after the show that they had GPS trackers in our microphones. Oh wow! Oh, that's, that's how crazy. they. We 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 would be somewhere random, and then all of a sudden you just hear like in the bushes, and it'd be like, "Is that Ninja?" One of our cameraman's name was Ninja. Like Is that Ninja. Ninja be right there, just like. There they are. We'd be like, how did he find us? And how did he even get in here? Like, like it was a, it was it was a trip. But I always enjoyed the camera. That I love the limelight. Maybe it's because I'm a Leo, as some people would say, like Leo is like being the center of attention. But so Fallon and some of the other ones started to close off because they was like, Man, we I ain't doing nothing. But then <laughs> The producers were so good at what they were doing. There's a reason why we were such a hit. Like, the, like they got a lot of scripted stuff now, but they had producer pushed games that they would make us do on College Hill. Like they would be like, "Hey, we'll be at a dinner table. We'll be at a dinner, and we all cool. We chilling. We having a good time. We had. I remember. I remember it was a, it was it was a date night dinner where we all brought a date over. Blah blah blah, and um. The uh, producer comes by and says, hey, why don't y'all play a game of who would you fuck, who would you marry, who would you kill? Oh, wow. We were like, all right. So we was, and at this time, Crystal was kind of unlikable. Crystal was very most, unlikable. Very unlikable. Even, even off the screen, very unlikable. Like, skinny, everything. Alexi Rich. Like, nothing so, I would talk to. So they, we, everybody would be like, oh, I would, I would have sex with JT, Willie, or whatever, blah, 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 cheeky. But everybody said we would kill Crystal. Which got her riled up. You know what? Fuck y'all. I'm getting out this dinner. I kill all y'all bitches too. And they knew that would irk. Now they like, roll, roll the cameras. 
And then it turned, then then what y'all see is like all the fighting that happened from, well, Chris, you know, we got a problem because you all you do is this, this, and that, that, that. I do this because, and it, it just became a whole thing. So they did things like that. Like they'll, they'll team us up like, hey, we're going to go do a scavenger hunt. You all work together and you all work together. And then this group, they knew that like they would put Crystal and Vanessa on the same team. And we're like, hmm, hmm, they got to work together? Alright. And then like maybe it, it would bump heads. Or like, yeah, so there was a there was there was a lot of that. Or they'll have like they would uh I'm trying to think of something else. I can't really think of anything else that they did, but there was was, was the was the fight was the fight real? That's what the fans want to know. Was that fight real? Man, that fight was a hundred percent real. We was not ex no one was expecting that. Like we was we thought that they were just gonna because we we always argued. It was always an argument. It was always some finger pointing. But if you ask Vanessa, like she said, she was she was she was faded. It was it was it was late. She was drunk. We all came in from like some event. I think it was like a carnival. I think it was that same night. It might not have been. And uh, Crystal just ran her lips a couple too many times for Vanessa. Boom! 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 Kicked off the show. Kicked off the show. Yep they 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 kicked off kicked off our boo, and that just made things even worse, man. Because everybody liked Vanessa, so it's like they kicked off the 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 favorite the one the favorite. Yeah. And so that divided us even more. The LA kids versus the VI kids. And uh, like, but obviously Vanessa was still on the show, but just different. Like they just let they would have they would just do like their her own little solo thing, or they'll bring the VI kids to go hang with her and they go kick it. And like I still saw Vanessa after the, like even when she got kicked off, like she was living in the dorm. And we go, I we I'll go visit, and then that would piss Crystal off because she'd be like, it's supposed to be LA versus VI. I'm like, why? I Right. First of all, I ain't even from LA. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I'm like, whatever. So it divided us more, but eventually, like now we're all in like a group chat. Oh, cool. And, yeah, all of us from not all just members in a group chat. Yeah, all the members from all the different seasons are all from in the different seasons. Yeah, so it's like one through, yeah, one everybody, yeah. Yep, one through six. And we're all in a group chat and we'll all talk like, hey, you know they're about to do rerun. So Crystal, Vanessa, get ready for the comments. Or the now do yeah. you, you know you know the people want to know, do y'all get any any uh, uh income from those reruns? We didn't get paid to do the show. Right. So we we didn't get paid for the, we didn't get paid for no reruns. They made millions of dollars, and I think we all got nine hundred dollars. And that was just our weekly allowance so we could go buy food and groceries. Not $900 for the whole cast or, or per person? Uh, hold on real quick. I'm, uh, I think I got a package that's coming in. So y'all about to, you see the dead or something? Bye, bye. Hey, what's up, boss? Thank you. Have a good one. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be crazy if uh, uh, this was the sniper? Or the, the the hitman, like I'm on I'm on I'm on this damn podcast. <laughs> it took me 
16 years, but I finally, <laughs> I finally got him. I finally got you. Uh, hold on, real quick. I want to see what it is. I, I'm, I'm a sneakerhead. Okay. I'm a big sneakerhead. I got about a hundred some pair of shoes. So, Jays? Huh? Jays, like Jordans, Nikes? Jordans, Nikes. I got off, off whites. Uh, yeah, these are my Jordans I bought. I'm going to have to show you. Like, yeah. This is, this I, I, I got so many shoes. I got a storage unit. Like, I'm at public storage as well. So I could uh, store some of my shoes there as well. Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Oh. Hey. hey. Dope. Those are the 13s, right? Yeah, yeah, the third. No, those are the twelves. Twelves, twelves. Sorry, sneakerheads. Don't kill yeah, me. Yeah, man. You, you, you. So this is my Jordan collection on my wall. I got the, I got the off-white ones on there. I got the threes, the ones and the twos. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a full-on sneakerhead. I see sneakers everywhere. Oh man, my place is my place is full of just sneakers. Wow. Do you, do you ever do you ever get tired of the just the 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 hustle and bustle of the LA life? Go, All the time. Just just the uh, you know gig to gig, getting commercials, auditions. You do you ever get tired of that whole hustle and bustle? I think about quitting at least five times a month. I I I, I hate it. I hate it, but I love it at the same time because. I I hate it because it is that hustle and bustle. And you it's so many rejections before you get those yeses. You no no no. You think you're close. You close. You close. No, it's like oh my god, I can't just keep getting rejected. And it and it and it tears down. It tears you down mentally. Mm -hmm. And uh, but it's also I was saying to someone before I was like, if I was living in St. Louis, I have no idea what I'd be doing with my life. All I know is how to be a comedian, tell jokes and be goofy. Like I can't picture myself working a nine to five. I mm. can't picture myself having to be told by a boss, like, hey, you're gonna have to stay later or you're, you, you were late, you got lunch, you, uh, hey, take your lunch. Oh, you then did you gotta do it out? Like I can never fathom that type of life. I'm not knocking it, but it's like, that's never been, that's never been for me. Uh, I now and I'm the opposite. You know, I, I have I have a nice nine to five job. I could never like even like people that sell cars. Like I could never like 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 it's like the wilderness. You only eat what you kill. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's scary as fuck to me. You know, because yeah. I was a couch surfer. There was a time in my 30s where I had not a penny to my name. I had a tin can where all my money was set up. And I was calling folks, is it cool if I sleep on your couch for a month? Is it cool if I sleep on your, like I was sleeping on people's floors. It, it was rough for a, for a while. I mean, I'm doing cool now. Like I'm sitting here buying shoes randomly. And, but it, it wasn't always like that. And, and it was, it's, it's, it's painful. Mm. And I see people that make, Decent, obviously, lots of people make decent money with nine to five. And I'd be like, why are you doing this to yourself, Willie? Why don't you work a fucking job? You have a degree and... Never, you never put that degree to, to use. Never put that degree to use. And I'm paying for this, man. Yep. You got student loans? You, pay, you paid off all your student loans yet? 
No, I'm, I refuse to. I'm, I'm one of those people. One of those. I do, I do owe. I, I, I owe about eighty thousand. No, about yeah, about eighty-five thousand dollars in student loans. Wow. But uh, so yeah, man. Did you did you go to did you did uh, another question? Did you did you go to HBCU? Uh, only went on for the Virgin Islands. Okay. When I was when we was when we had the transfer, I started off not at the HBCU. I went to some whack school called American Co American College. They end up losing their uh, credit. The, uh, they end up losing their license to be a school because they were scamming people out of money. Sound and like then I went to, uh, as well too. <laughs> so. it, yeah, it was it was it was a mess. But no, nah, so yeah, I end up then like I said, College Hill. They made us go to an HBCU. And yeah, okay. I, I got I got a few I got a few more questions before you before I let you go. One of one of my first questions before I let you go is being like seven, I guess about 17, 18 years old, being in St. Louis, and Nelly comes out. The first big star from St. Louis. How does that make you feel? You know, I'm from North Carolina. We had Petey Pablo was our Petey first Pablo. star. Petey Pablo was our first star, and he had, you know, the, break, the, the breakout record, rise, you know, rise, rise up, whatever it was called. And Nelly kind of had the same thing with y'all with, you know, whatever that break, whatever his breakout song was. Being from St. Louis, how did that make you feel? It's so interesting. I just actually had a conversation with someone. I'm trying to find something as I'm telling you uh, this story. It was exciting because we had a few people from St. Louis that we, we St. Louis was hot for a little bit because we came, it was, it was like Chingy. Chingy came after Nelly and then it was Jay Quan um, and uh, Murphy and Murphy Lee. I was actually just, the, the, the chain hang low dude too, right? Oh yeah, uh, what was I forget his I forgot his name though. Uh, Baby Huey or something. It was Baby Huey. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go on Instagram and look them up. What 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 them niggas up to these days? <laughs> right. So so I uh I'm trying to find uh I'm not gonna I'm gonna keep find, looking for a while I'm telling you the story. So it was really inspiring because who else was from St. Louis at the time, especially when I started looking into comedy and all that other stuff, Cedric the Entertainer. Right. That was all so, the album as well. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He did the little skits on there. And so I, uh, my mom always wanted me to meet Cedric the Entertainer because she, because Cedric's mom is a teacher. My mom's a teacher as well. And Cedric's mom gave my mom her first job. And she, my mom used to be like, Willie, you, why don't you try to get set, hook up with Cedric? Because if his mom gave me a job, maybe he'll give you a job. I'm like, that's that's not that's not how, that's not how it works, Mama. Right. So I'm at the BT Awards 2007, and uh, it's funny being a celebrity and broke at the same time. I was working at I was working a nine to five. I was working at a call center, and uh, it was a call center selling vitamins and health supplements and all of that and uh so i got i i, I had the day i called the day off so i could go to the bet wars which was that which was uh at uc at usc and um i had to catch a bus there wow i had to catch a bus to go to the red carpet everybody else is in limos and all this other stuff and so I'm there kicking it, doing the photos, everybody screaming red. Wah! 
do the whole BT stuff. See, sitting next to some folks. Beyonce saw me. She knew who I was, which blew my mind. Cause she hey. was like, hey, that's dude. That's how much BT College Hill was that show, especially for for black celebrities. They people forget sometimes that they 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 people too, and they watching the same stuff that you all are watching. Absolutely. Like I was before social media scope, so you thought like they didn't watch it or they did or they wasn't involved. Now with social media, we all so close and we see that we all the same. We all do the same shit. Yes. So yeah, but go on with your story. So I'm uh I'm at the mall prior to this shopping for the BET Awards and this big dude, maybe like six, seven, maybe like 350 comes up to me. He's like, hey, I'm like, yo. He's like, Willie Mac? I'm like, yeah. He was like, I'm Lil John's uh, bodyguard. That nigga loves you. I'm like, Lil John, like, okay, like, he's like, yeah, he watches you on the tour bus all the time talking about how funny you are. He makes us watch College Hill with him. <laughs> so I'm at the BT Awards. I run into Beyonce and uh, in backstage, she didn't know my name or nothing, but she was like, you're the guy from the show. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 that's me. And so at the BT Awards, I run into Nelly, and Nelly's like, "Hey, what you doing?" I was like, uh, "What y'all, what you got planned?" He's like, "Hey, we all gonna go up to uh, I forget whose house it was. We're going up to this address. Here's the address. Meet us up there in the Hollywood Hills." He jumps in. He jumps in this Rolls Royce. Was it a Rolls? Yeah, it was a Rolls Royce with Ashanti. Because at this time he was dating Ashanti, and they dip out. I caught. I had to walk to the train station. I took the train to the bus station, walked up this damn hill. This ain't no, this ain't no little, this ain't no little, this ain't no little hill. Like walked up this this entire hill, finally get to the address, sweating. I was one of those things where I had to take my shirt off while I was walking up this hill because you ain't I can't be at the party sweat. Right. So I took clothes, I took what I needed to take off, get to the party, we get there, and uh Nelly's like, yeah, hey. We all about to go to the Marina Del Rey and get on this boat. You want to roll? And I'm like, nigga, can I ride with you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> can I ride with you? <laughs> Something, bro. You don't even know. He didn't. He didn't let me ride with him. And I end up going, I end up like, no, nah, I got somewhere else to go. And that somewhere else to go was work. I worked at a 24-hour call center. And uh, I took somebody, I switched shifts with somebody. So I had to work overnight on somebody else's shift. And uh, Nelly told me, he was like, look, I'm going to keep an eye out for you because we got to make St. Louis, we got to do this for St. Louis. I was like, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's my that's my Nelly story. I was looking. I have a photo that I was gonna show you with me and him and explain this whole thing out, but I can't find it. But yeah, were you familiar because with the block that they shot the uh, that first video at? Did you do you, do you oh, know? Oh, Natural Bridge and Kings Highway. Yeah, that's right where my dad's church was. Right there, around, my dad's church was a couple, maybe a few blocks away from that. Like yeah, that 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 same hood is where my dad. Uh, was a pa pastor at. Okay. Wow. All right. So you catch a 
a big break, your first movie role, Meet the Spartans, has uh -huh. some, some heavy hitters in that thing. Carmen Electra, Method Man, uh, yeah, Kevin who the hell Tiffany, Hatt Tiffany Haddish was. Um, tell the people how, how, how'd you uh, land that role? Uh, same way acting gig, but it was more, but this one was interesting. Movie, movie roles are the most interesting things to book because I, I auditioned for that movie in let's say April, April of whatever year that was. And uh, I get a call in August. It was just audition. It's out of my mind. I get a call in August. Hey, you book Meet the Spartans. It shoots in, uh, we shot that in New Orleans. And uh, so we go down New Orleans. This is where I met Tiffany Haddish. She gave me, she's the one that gave me, she gave me my first stand-up gig. She taught me how to do uh, the Superman because I I can't dance. I'm gonna be honest with you. I can keep a beat. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> okay. But I'm not like well, I, like I'm not a, I'm not because I, I guess I guess being a previous kid, I never knew how to dance. I I yeah. mean, niggas was out here praise dancing, but that's a different type of dance. So that's you ever, like, you ever caught the Holy Ghost? No, man. I try. I've never caught the Holy Ghost neither, man. I was wondering maybe maybe you caught it before I have. <laughs> I never caught it. I, I I tried catching it, but I got slippery fingers, man. I guess I ain't I ain't <laughs> I got I got butter fingers. <laughs> God forgive us. God forgive us. It's only jokes, and we being real. We never caught the Holy Ghost. We ain't caught. We we just being honest, God. Being <laughs> honest, God. We never caught the Holy Ghost. Yeah, man. All right, so you, so so yeah, so I know Orleans, meet the Spartans. Tiffany has booked you for uh, some stand up. Yeah, and um, and it was it, so from there, you know, we we shot it. We shot most of that stuff on green screen, and uh, yeah, that's and I re Tiffany Haddish was the is is the cool one of the coolest people I think I've ever met. Because after that, we started hanging out a little bit. And not like dating or anything, but we would just be at the same red carpets and events and all this other stuff. And um, we we started we went our separate ways because she started getting into stand up heavy. I quit stand up because I sucked at it at first. Just being honest, like the first three years of stand up was so rough for me, and uh, I quit and I became a TV editor. And uh, I was making decent money as a TV editor, but I hated it. Staring at a computer screen for 12 to 14 hours a day. I didn't start wearing glasses until I became a TV editor. Wow. And I, but even as I was doing this, I was losing my mind just sitting at a desk. My boss is saying, Willie, what time did you get back from lunch? You were, I'm like, man, every day I want to, I want to quit that. Right. And so, I had this yearning to be back on stage. Like I missed it. And so that's when I started studying stand-up. I started hiring private tutors to like teach me the details and writing of a joke and just the structure and all this other stuff. And then I learned how to put my own voice. Cause the thing about stand-up that makes stand-up you when you become successful is your voice. Richard Pryor's voice was he would he would he would give it a, a object a character like I he, like he'll say I saw Mike Tyson's fist coming at me and my face says 
what the hell did we do to get to this point? Like he 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 makes characters out of these objects, and that, that was how Richard Pryor did most of his stuff. My voice is, and it's interesting because I I tell stories. My conversation, my my stand up is very conversational, where people want to talk while I'm doing my stand up, and I enter in the way that I interact with people. About I'm like I knocked up a lesbian, usually gets a reaction. I'm like, please don't. Don't don't and I'll talk to someone in the audience. Be like, don't don't make that face. Don't 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 judge me on how I lost my. How'd you lose your? How much weight did your name hold at the time of being a stand-up comedian? Because you you did uh, gain, uh, you know, immense uh, a ton of fame from being on College Hill. Um, how much how much did your name hold when you going into these rooms? Rooms did it help or hurt? Not a lot. Not a lot because one, I use College Hill, my College Hill name wrong because BT then told us, because uh, BT promised us the world. They were like, y'all season of College Hill is probably everybody's favorite. And uh, they were going to bring the BI kids to LA. They're like, we're redoing you all season. We're going to, instead of y'all going there, we're going to bring them to LA and show how LA goes, gets down. We was like, what? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That was going to be legit. So um, that never happens. And uh, it got to a point where I remember BT Awards, I was going to them. Then in 2009, I asked the same person, I'm like, hey, can I get some tickets to the BT Awards? And it's like, nah. I was like, what? Why not? I'm alum. I'm fam. They was like, Willie Mac, you're not relevant anymore, so we're not giving you any more tickets. Shit, that's dumb. That was, that was my reality check of what this industry really could do to you. So I said, I'm not going to associate myself with BET or College Hill anymore. So when I was doing my grind on stand-up, I could have used my name to get to places, but I said, I'm, and this is me being stubborn and my ego, and I was, I was hurt because I was like, what do you mean I'm not relevant anymore? Like, I'm the one that everybody's been So I was like, I'm not using my BET name when I'm doing stand-up. So I made myself start from the bottom without using my name at all. And so, uh, and then a lot of time, uh, two other things to kind of think about. One, everybody was, all the people that own these comedy clubs are white. A lot of them were white and they weren't watching BET. So they're like, hey, this Willie Mack from BET College. They're like, what's that? Right, who is that? Yeah. One of my opening jokes that I do to this day, when I, uh, it depends on, if, if I do a mainly white audience, I, when they bring you up, like, we Willie Mac, you've seen him on this, 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 and you've seen him on BT College Hill, blah, blah, blah. And my, one of my jokes is like, looking at the audience, this is not an audience to be telling BT credits to. And, like, <laughs> I, and I'll have a whole, like, I got, like, like, I'll point out a white person, be like, the Bet Channel, is that a gambling show? Like, what, what is Bet? Like, whatever. So uh, that's one. That's reason one, because most people did not care about BT College because that's not a real thing. And two, people never took reality stars seriously. Right. People look at reality stars as reality stars. That holds no weight. That was, that was different, though. It ain't, it ain't like a, a rapper falling off getting on Love & Hip Hop. Y'all was these, you know, cool, you know, young kids that's on this 
fly ass show. You know what I mean? That's the way I always looked at it. To other black people. Yes. Right. But when you were trying to build your, you could go that route. You could go the black route. That's, I mean, Mike Epps built a huge name going the black route and he's who he is. But then you got the Kevin Hart. So it's like, who, who are who are you trying to be? What's what's your angle and all of this other stuff? And also, uh, it was just um, uh, what's the what, what what's the point that I'm trying to make right now? Yeah, I want to see if I could do it without the College Hill name, and also just off to being funny, just being strictly funny. By being strictly funny, and then also th- around this time, all we had was MySpace. Mm. So people wasn't like social media now. Like if I was on College Hill now, I could sell out a whole show just based off of. So stupid, because even because even back then when when I was watching y'all, I couldn't find you. I couldn't just like even when I even watch a movie on anything on any of this stuff, I I might look at the I'm like oh this movie funny. I don't. It's been times where I don't watch like more like a low budget movie on like Tubi, like that little app that they got the movies or whatever. I'd be like, I hit the director, like yo, this shit is super dope. Like more people should have seen this, and you can like find the people and all this other stuff. Back then, if I couldn't find you, I couldn't hit you up on anything like that. So yeah, if Cos Hill comes back today, that shit gonna be crazy. Yeah, so they want to do like a little reunion thing. Where are they now? Type thing, because uh, they want to reboot it. With uh, they, they, I forget the schools that they was talking about. I think one in Texas, or uh, I forget what it, what they're. It, it's all just rumors at this point. But uh, yeah, so if my numbers was where if I was on College Hill now, then or however that sent wording is, then it would have been a completely different thing. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that, that's crazy how, how, how crazy it, w- it would definitely be now. Um, I'm not going to hold you much longer, man. Um, I, I totally thank you so much for being uh, definitely gracious with your, with your time. Uh, anything else that the people should know? Anything coming up that the people should know, know about? Uh, everybody keep praying that I get this HGTV show because if, if I can go, Go to HGTV. Well, talk about some fo- talk about God on some levels of jokes to bring me from BET, the blackest thing on TV, to the whitest thing on TV, right. the whitest channel. That's so. That's I'm telling you, God writes stuff that we can't even fathom how this happens. And then when things open back up, I, I'm back on tour. I started touring. Like I said, I started touring last year. And my stuff has been getting like really good reviews. And like I said, this was gonna be a break. This was gonna be my breakout year stand-up wise. But it got pushed back, and I'm not complaining because it's been it's been a great year financially and all this other creatively for me. So I'm hoping that just pushes through this year. Follow me on Instagram, you'll see all of it. Willie Mac, and also follow my uh my the one. Cause we shot the pilot for HGTV and you can look at like all the stuff that we're doing with the home flipping stuff at Mac boys properties on Instagram. That's M A C C B O Y Z properties. And you'll see all that stuff. I post about it. So yeah, that's just building numbers. Have you ever, have you ever been to the Carolinas? Not yet. Oh, man, we were, man, we, we got some definitely some dope little, uh, you know, comedy spots down here and stuff like that. We, I would love treat you out to dinner and a beer one day come, come hey let's Carolina, do that carolinas man um thank you man um it, it's it, you know 
you know, back then you was a superhero, like watching you on TV, like, oh shit. And then, and now to actually be having a conversation with you is, is really dope. And I really thank you uh, for your time. Um, please, please go follow. I definitely will be praying, be praying for you that you definitely land, land this show. Uh, man, Willie Mack, Best Conversations Podcast. Thank you again. This is episode 62, I think. I don't know, 62, 63, whatever. But uh, thank you, thank you, big, thank you, big bro, for uh, for, yeah. for taking your time, for taking uh, time out today to be on the podcast. Thanks for uh, having me. Really much appreciate it, man. Well, all right, man, this is another episode of Best Conversations Podcast. Uh, happy 2021. Happy New Year. We end this thing the same way every time, man. Keep God first, and I promise everything will work, work itself out, man. Have a great day, y'all. We will talk to y'all soon. All right, man. That's that's a wrap, my G. Um, thank thank you again, man, for uh for being for being on the pod. Um, this this will come out probably tomorrow or something like that, man. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, boss. Well, you have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Stay safe out there in these crazy streets, and we'll link up again. All right, man. Appreciate it, bro. All right, boss. Peace. Mm -hmm.